the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Christ is risen. Christos Voskresa. Christos Anesti. Today is the 35th sermon. This is the 35th sermon in this series of homilies on the Sunday Epistle readings. During this season, following the celebration of the resurrection of Christ, the Epistle readings, or the New Testament readings, are coming from the book of Acts. The book of Acts gives us an insight into the early development of the church, the first days, the first weeks, first months of the life of the church. Our Lord Jesus Christ, during his earthly ministry, gathered around him 12 disciples as his inner circle, and also 70 others as apostles who he sent out by twos to heal the sick, to preach to the, to the nations, to, to uh, minister to the poor, to cast out demons. And also many women began to follow him as disciples, especially, of course, his mother was there in the midst of them. And so this became a community of faithful people who were with Jesus during his earthly ministry. And they continued after his crucifixion, his burial, his, his death, his, his resurrection, and his ascension into heaven. They continued with each other as this community. So we see that the church began to grow. And the growth of the church was built upon three pillars, according to the Orthodox Study Bible. Worship, evangelism, and charity. And so it is still today. <clears throat> Today's reading from the book of Acts, we see the growing pains of this emerging church. There is a parable in the Bible that says that where there are no oxen, the stable is clean. And the reverse, of course, is true. That is, where there are plenty of oxen, the stable is messy. And as someone who lives on a farm and raises goats, I know exactly what that proverb is about. So the church, because it began to grow, Things got messy. There was a lot of activity, a lot going on. And we see in the gospel reading today, the first, not the first, but, but kind of a major crisis in the early church that had to be dealt with. <clears throat> it seems that the widows began to have an argument with each other. Now, there were two, basically two types of widows in the Jerusalem church. There were widows who were called Hebrews. They spoke Arabic, but they were, they were Christians. They had, they had joined the church, but they were Jewish, and they spoke Arabic. And then there were Greek-speaking widows. So you had Greek-speaking widows and Arabic-speaking widows, both be, being taken care of by the church and basically feeding them every day feeding them their meals, sustaining their lives. 
which is what the church is supposed to do. St. James says in his letter that true Christianity, true religion, is to care for the widows and the orphans and to keep oneself unstained from the world. And so the early church took this very seriously. So they, when there rose a complaint uh, of the Hellenist or the Greek-speaking widows against the Jewish, the Arabic-speaking widows, that they were not getting their fair share of the distribution. They were not being taken care of in the daily distribution. And so this was brought to the attention of the apostles. <clears throat> and it reminds me of, uh, in the Old Testament, when Moses took the children of Israel out of Egypt. And he had hundreds of thousands of people in this, this basically nomadic tribe that they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. <clears throat> when they first left, and they were in the wilderness, every day Moses was spending the whole day just administering these people and, and settling arguments between people. They would come and they would bring their complaints to him and he would judge between them. <clears throat> this was a huge responsibility. And his, his uh, father-in-law, Jethro, came to visit him one day the, the father of Zipporah, and he was observing Moses trying to do this impossible job. And he, he took him aside and gave him some good advice. He said, this is too much for you. Here's what you should do. Choose good men among you. Choose responsible men and put them over thousands and hundreds and fifties and tens and put them over them and let them judge them, let them administer them, and they can bring the really serious cases to you. And so Moses agreed, and that he helped Moses immensely. And this reminds me of what's happening here in the New Testament, is that all these troubles are coming, and this work need to be, need to be done, and the Holy Spirit leads the 12 apostles to do something about it other than just taking it on themselves. And so they tell the people, choose among you seven godly men and bring them forward and we will set them aside for this ministry to take care of the widows. And so that's what they did. And that was the beginning of the diaconate in the church. But you know, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. However, the world in which we live is constantly changing. And the church has to adapt to these changes. We have experienced this in a dramatic way the last few weeks as the entire world has had to deal with this pandemic. We have done our best to use the technology available today to communicate with each other to experience worship together, and to keep the life of the church going. <clears throat> Hopefully very soon we'll all be back together again in God's house. And we'll be an even stronger church because of the lessons we have learned. And we will continue to use this new technology to preach the message of Jesus Christ. Not to replace what we do here in worship, in the church being together, 
but to just complement it and to, to add to ways that we can reach out to people. During this coronavirus crisis, we have seen more opportunities to experience those three pillars of the early church that we already talked about, worship, evangelism, and charity. We have been live streaming all of our services every and more services than we did before, actually. We, uh, I have been blessed to be able to be available and freed from my secular work for a while. And so I have been live streaming every day, every weekday, Monday through Friday at 9 a.m., <clears throat> third hour prayers and the life reading from the lives of the saints. And then at 1 p.m., I've been live streaming our Bible study, the uh, awesome biblical orthodox view of existence uh, at 1 p.m., Monday through Friday. <clears throat> and I hope to continue those things. I personally have been able to be in church more, which has been a blessing for me. And I feel for all of you who have not been able to be in church. Through our food pantry and our water ministry, which we have just started up, and our contacts with new people in our community, we have been more than ever involved in Christian charity. So God has used this opportunity, this experience in our lives to help us to grow in our faith and to adapt to these challenges. Glory be to God that we have been able to do that. These things that we have begun during this crisis, we will continue to do. As we enter into this new phase of reopening our community, our churches, our businesses, in our lives. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Christ is risen. Christ is risen.